Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Joining us right now is Congressman Jim Himes representing the 4th Congressional District which likely includes the town where you live. Good morning, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all good things. Good morning, Jim. Welcome to the show today. Hello. Good morning, Lisa. Happy New Year to you, too. Thanks. Was it a good holiday for you? What'd you do? It was. It was quiet. Nothing fancy. Just hung out with the family and caught up a little bit, caught my breath, really uh, relaxed, was marveling at whatever it was, the 65-degree weather. (laughs) Unbelievable, right? From 18 to 65. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. Really crazy. So I asked you to come on today. I always want to talk to you. But last night we were watching CNN and I was sort of watching it from the corner of my eye because to tell you the truth, Congressman, I haven't been paying that much attention to what's going on in D.C. And I saw that uh, there's no Speaker of the House yet, even though I believe things are convening today at noon. And the people that are pulling Kevin McCarthy into a direction are the most radical wing of the Republican Party when he has already kowtowed to all the Trumpites and many call him the most craven would-be Speaker of the House that ever existed. So can you tell us what's going on? Well, so, um, and I agree with you, you know, one of the crazy things about the last couple of years is that, like, politics, which ordinarily you'd talk about every once in a while, maybe you think about Washington once every two weeks, right? All, all of us were 24-7. It was absolutely lovely to sort of, you know, not think about politics for a right? little while. But yeah. here we are, and you asked the question, and, and um, you know, as the Congress does every two years, there is no Congress right now until noon today. Right. Um, none of us are actually members of Congress. We're members-elect. And um, at noon, um, there will be a quorum call, and immediately thereafter, there will be an election to um, elect the Speaker of the House. Now, here's where it gets super interesting. Um, Whatever you think of Kevin McCarthy, he has a 222-vote majority, 218 votes for the majority in the House, right? So he's basically got three or four, maybe five votes that he can lose, or he no longer has his majority. And I think, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen. It's been since – it's been a century. It's been since the 1920s that a Speaker wasn't elected on the first ballot. Um, And I will tell you that all indications are that that Kevin McCarthy is not elected Speaker on the first ballot, which means that we need to continue in the afternoon to take these votes. And what makes it interesting, Lisa, is is the people concerned. Um, 
you know, you and I come from a sort of group of people that would negotiate. We'd say, look, we want sure. we want this, and in exchange yes. for this, you'll get my vote. Yes. Um, we're talking yes. about, and I'm not going to characterize these folks, but I mean, you know, people watch them on TV. We're talking about Lauren Bobart and oh, Paul the, the, you know she, and you know what? You know, <laughs> oh, and Lauren Bobart, okay. She didn't exactly come in with a mandate from her own district. You know, you right. would think, this is the thing for me, you would think that an average human being would take the temperature of their own electorate if they had a close race and realize that there's a message there to move back from their extreme position, whatever it is, whether it's the left or the right. If you've got a close race, somebody is sending you a message. Instead, these people double down. It's extraordinary to me. And, and and what they want, and again, uh, maybe I eat my words because we're going to know in the next two, three hours what actually happens. But, you know, uh, the more uh, I'm trying to be as, you know, we haven't started this Congress yet, so I'm trying to be as calm and, and unaccusatory as I can. But there's a bunch of people who are going to get really famous because they're going to prevent Kevin McCarthy from becoming speaker. And um, I don't know how long that lasts. Um, but it does point to something super interesting. And let me let me take you back two years ago, Lisa. I was on January 5th, 2021, the day before the assault on the Capitol. There were rallies around D.C. And I was sort of interested in this, right? I've always sort of tried to understand what is the energy behind MAGA America. And so I put on a pair of sweatpants and a hoodie, and I went downtown into D.C. And I stood at one of these rallies, and I watched it. And here's the interesting thing. I was nervous because I'm a Democrat, as you know. But you know what? The rage, the rage there was not so much at Democrats. I mean, they didn't like us at all. The rage was against the quote-unquote establishment Republicans. You had these speeches where the, the, the personification of evil was the establishment Republicans. And that's what you're going to see out play out today because, wow. you know, there's 20 of these folks. They, they live in this caucus called the Freedom Caucus who more than anything else have grievances against quote-unquote establishment Republicans. And this, of course, comes out of the legacy of Donald Trump because he was anything but an establishment Republican. So anyway, um, no one really knows what's about to happen. I think um, for the first time in 100 years, we're not going to have a speaker on the first ballot. And then after that, it's anyone's guess. Um, but it's going to be if – you, if you like watching politics, it's going to be darn interesting this afternoon. Well, let me ask you this, Congressman Jim Himes. In a world in which there is such a narrow margin of victory – is there ever a possibility that somebody emerges from the Democrat Party that could lead Republicans and Democrats? Because it doesn't have to be a party line vote. It just has to be a majority of who's elected. That's right. And by the way, the speaker need not be a member of the House. And so Really? Um, no, there's no requirement that the speaker be a member of the House. So, what would the you know, speaker be if not the, a member of the House? What would the well, speaker some be? of the Trumpier folks around here were proposing that Trump be elected uh, Speaker of the House, oh. and people talk. You know, I've I've heard votes in, in over the various Congresses for people like Colin Powell to be Speaker. So there's no no rule that says that it has to be a member of the House. Um, what I would tell you to answer your really interesting question, you know, in moments like this when you have a very narrow majority, you ask yourself, my goodness, could Democrats and Republicans come together to elect a consensus candidate? Right. And I will tell you that I think that's very unlikely um, unless – I was talking to some friends about this last night. I mean let's just imagine that days go by and there's no House of Representatives. There's no Congress because you've got this gridlock. If days go by and people start worrying about whether the United States has a government or not, a legislature, right, right. if there's total chaos, you know – 
crazy ideas become a little less crazy. And the way I think that would have to happen, and, and I will tell you right now, I don't think it's going to happen, but if you could get you know, 120 uh, Republicans and 120 Democrats, that's 240, that's a mm-hmm. solid majority, you would isolate the extremes of both parties, you and you'd have 240 people who that's say, right. let's actually have a legislature, You'd and we'll elect that. a consensus candidate. Yeah. And the reason I say it would have to be a lot of people is because, you know, six Democrats are joining the, the Republicans or six Republicans joining the Democrats. You're pretty lonely if you're in that smaller group. But that, we're, the, the truth is we're talking about things that probably don't become relevant unless we really are chaotic for a period of days. Well, on the other hand, if it is just a group of Democrats who go ahead and vote for McCarthy, they could have enormous power. Didn't McCarthy say that he was willing to essentially allow this uh, extremist bloc to diselect him if he did anything that they didn't like? I mean – So he's caved to all of their demands. Um, Right. And, you know – one of the things they wanted, and this is why John Boehner didn't last as speaker and why Paul Ryan lasted just very briefly as speaker, was that one of the things that the Freedom Caucus wants is they want what's known as a motion to vacate the chair. And that means that any individual member can come into the, the floor of the House of Representatives on any day and say, uh, I, I want to vote on retaining the speaker. And at a minimum, that you know creates chaos. It takes an hour and blah, 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 and all sorts of crazy things happen. And when the Democrats took control four years ago, they did away with that rule, and they, they made it so that it would have to be a member of the party leadership, which would call to vacate the chair. Um, Kevin has um, has given that back, um, and so you know they now have a you know sort of a tool of mass destruction, <laughs> you know that they can use to keep him in line if he becomes speaker. So. Um, you know, l- l- let me say this. I've, I haven't worked a lot with Kevin McCarthy. Um, we just don't cross past that. In the few episodes in which I have, I found him to be very civil. Um, he does have a reputation for trying to be all things to all people. Um, and, and, you know, I don't mean that as, a, you know, there's an awful lot of politicians you could say that about. But, um, but um, you know, this is a moment where I think that being all things to all people has really come back to haunt him um, because people are saying, wait a minute, does this guy have the brass? to stand up to his most volatile members, and a lot of people have concerns about that. I have a, I have a little saying on a coaster near me which says, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we're, talk- we're chatting with Congressman Jim Himes. So, it, so someone like <clears throat> Kevin McCarthy has options. I mean, he doesn't have to go to the extreme wing of his own party. He could do something truly statesmanlike and try and go to some of the blue dog Democrats in America. He could try and go to some of the Joe Manchins among the House of Representatives that are Democrats. Yeah, yeah, and it it could come to that. Now, now in a two-party system, he pays a cost for that, right? So if you're a Republican and you say, holy smokes, our leader only got to be leader because he went to Democrats, there's a cost to that. And by the way, there's a cost to the Democrats who do that. Um, mm, okay. You know, and it's and it's sad. You're right. I mean, you know, you look at European countries that put together coalitions like that. You know, yeah, oftentimes all the time. You know, like Israel today. That's a classic example. But Israel, Italy. You know, there are other governments where you put together coalitions. It's not something that we've traditionally done, and so it would it would come with a cost to uh, to the people who participated in that. But yeah, it, it would be sort of a West Wing moment, right? If Democrats it and Republicans could come together. <laughs> and did you watch at all of the marathon? Because we did over the weekend. Did you watch it? 
uh, the West Wing. No, I did yeah. not. I did oh, not. Like on, I said, I was trying to stay away from politics. Yeah, this no, weekend. no, no. But the, but the, but you know, but what what do they say? The West Wing is like political porn or something. You know, in other words, it's just <laughs> it's um it's so idealistically beautiful to watch that you bury yourself in a woulda coulda shoulda moment. And you just enjoy it for what it is. You know, Here's an interesting thing, Lisa, for you to, to for you yeah. to think about and your listeners to think about. Um, people will have very different opinions of Nancy Pelosi, right? She's you know mm-hmm. polarizing figure. Democrats loved her, Republicans hated her. Let's let's set that aside for a moment. Whether you like her or you hate her, um, she faced exactly this two years ago. Exactly this. She had a majority of 222, and the Republicans had what we have today: 217 or 200, whatever it is, mm-hmm. 216. 215, whatever it was. But my point is that what Kevin McCarthy faces today is precisely what Nancy Pelosi faced um, two years ago. And boy, she made it look easy. And again, I'm not trying to Didn't butter her she? up or anything. I'm just Didn't saying, she? like, you don't remember wow. this craziness. No. She had no. exactly the situation, and man, she made it look easy. Well, so did we'll, she we'll make? Did she make? Well, you would know, Congressman Himes. Did she make private deals with the ultra left extreme wing of her party in order to get elected? You know. No. Uh, you know, so what would the ultra left have wanted? They would have wanted to vote on single payer health care. They wanted, would have wanted to vote on the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. And she gave them neither of those two mm. things over the two years. I think it was more her problem was more the right wing of the Democratic Party. There's always been four or five members um, from Republican districts who have voted against her. And I, I think I her magic was figuring out how to get them oh. to support her. And that's Kevin McCarthy's problem. He hasn't figured out how to get his far right wing to support him. But it's just an interesting thought experiment because it's precisely the same situation by the numbers that Pelosi faced two years ago. Well, I would say that you can't put Kevin McCarthy in the same room or category as Nancy Pelosi. I'm sorry. Well, we'll know in two hours. No, yeah, but no way. And by the way, Kevin McCarthy didn't have the class, the class, let's just call it class, to attend the going away ceremony of Nancy Pelosi. I assume you were there. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, yeah. come on. A little class. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got two parties. Both parties have divisions in them. And all I can tell you is that the divisions in the other party are more ferocious than they are in my party. I mean, I was reading some of the letters of the editor that were the Republicans in the town of Greenwich, Connecticut, where I live, attacking each other brutally. I mean, just really, brutally, right. And I, um, I mean, I won't go into who is involved, but the the incredible warfare between the old establishment wing of the Republican Party and the MAGA Trump wing is just is just incredible. And that's what McCarthy's trying to manage right now. Congressman Jim Himes, thank you so much for coming on. We will be we will be looking on uh, with a little bit of awe and terror and hopefully. <laughs> oh, and by the way, this is just a silly question, I guess. But if they don't elect a speaker of the House, why does that mean the House of Representatives cannot convene? Um, well, you know, it's a it's a funny thing, right? I mean, there are no rules in the Constitution for what happens if you don't elect a speaker. Right. Um, and so we're we, we're on untested ground here. You're now, this has happened again. I, I mentioned 100 years ago, 1923, there were multiple ballots, and in, and you go even earlier than that in the 1800s, there were there was lots of chaos. But um, you know, eventually somebody gets elected. Okay. Certainly, that's what's always happened in our history. But um, like I said, unless Kevin can pull off a miracle and win in the first ballot, we're in uh, we're in territory that we haven't been in in a century in this country.
And you haven't thrown your hat in the ring yet yourself? <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Oh my God. You know, Could Lisa, happen. As much as I feel enormously privileged to have the job of representing the people of the 4th mm-hmm. District, the yeah. idea of having to lead my colleagues, you, I'm not sure there's enough uh, money in the world. <laughs> well, someone's going to have to step up and do it. Why not you? Why not you? Uh, no, well, well, let's just start. Right now, the Republicans have the majority, so right now they're going to need to try to find a speaker from their party, not from mine. <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm putting a thought in your head that might have been there already. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, it's great right. talking with you, and if it gets really crazy, happy to come back on and try Thank to explain you. what's going on. I appreciate that very much. Congressman Jim Himes from our 4th Congressional District on the Lisa Wexler Show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.